0: Hackers, the modern-day criminal. My name is Jack, and I'm glued to a good cybercrime story. Just listen to some of these guys. I accidentally robbed the wrong bank the last time I was in Beirut. The first time you steal a billion dollars, it's a bit of a rush. After you've kind of done this so many times, it's almost expected. Want to hear the rest of their stories and other true stories from the dark side of the Internet? Go listen to the podcast, Darknet Diaries. That new network just launched, and if you don't really understand it that new phone in your hands is fancy and shiny but what does all this fancy mumbo jumbo stand for we had a pretty easy solution for that in into the coast tech nerve where he explains all of these things to you in a breakdown of everything simplified from technology down to cell phones to mobile networks we explain it all helping you get the most out of your tech this day and age the coronavirus and how it's taking its toll on the u.s and what it means for your tech as it ships out of china google cancels its very own io event coming in june so what does this mean for apple with wwdc coming up in june as well all these questions and more coming up on the coastal tech nerd tech channel well good early morning to everybody my name is luke the coastal tech nerd this is Podcast number one, so please forgive me if I decide to screw up or if I just happen to screw up. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, Thanks so much for tuning in. So we're going to get straight into it, as you probably heard in the intro. We are dealing with this COVID-19 nonsense, and it has sent everybody into a panic. Now, when I mean everybody, folks, I just checked Twitter just a couple days ago to see a guy who I'm following literally spent $300 on hand sanitizer now. I'm not against people going ahead being safe, but we'll say that it just does seem a little bit on the excessive side, just a teeny tiny bit, just a bit. But it's not too surprising. This is affecting the tech industry hugely. Uh, Facebook canceled its F8 developer conference, and Google has moved itself, uh, I guess, to a cloud event in April as a digital-only conference. It's not really too surprising. The coronavirus has really spread rapidly every day. I think there's just more and more people either catching it or dying from it, and it's kind of crazy. They, of course, you know, Google really hasn't put out very much on what they are going to do with this new keynote that they're going to do online, which, if you ask me, it almost seems like a better idea just to go ahead and start doing these things online because it's kind of an overkill if you ask me to sit there and go ahead and start doing these things or be doing these things um, in person. You know, it's nice to be able to fly, but, you know, by the time you factor in, you know, you got all these people got to go through. And now you got to get an Uber, a Lyft, whatever. And you really got to sit back and you really got to weigh out pros and cons. Truthfully, I don't think I would ever want to go to a Google I.O. event or WWDC just because to me it just kind of seems like an overshot but anyway so Apple has not I don't believe as I've been told uh, they have not yet said if they plan to cancel or what's going to happen with WWDC however you know it's not going to really come as too much of a shocker if Apple does to go ahead and decide to say hey let's just cancel it go to online like everyone else, and just kind of say face at this point, because it's just too risky, which is understandable. Uh, you know, they, of course, um, you know, you can watch the WWDC uh, on Safari, uh, your iPhone, iPad, really whatever you want. But, yeah, it, it just seems like it's overkill at this point with what people are doing. And, of course, it's, like I said, I'm not too surprised, and I'm more in support of this just being... Something that they just start transitioning to. I just think it's kind of crazy for people to be spending all this massive amounts of money to go to a tech conference. Just kind of crazy. But I mean, hey, you know, if you got the money for it, more power to you, I guess. Again, Apple really hasn't uh, said what it's going to be doing in terms of its conference at this point. But then again, Apple is a pretty secretive company and there's really not a lot that surprises me with them as it is so not surprising not too shocking but hey you know life goes on as as we said so what does all this mean of course like i said most people are just going to go ahead hunker down in their homes watch the conferences probably all these conferences online so hopefully uh let's just say we got to hope that some of these servers don't crash <laughs> it's going to be a lot of traffic to be able to handle over a million people uh, tune, and then which is my guess to me, because you know millions of people actually do tune in, tune in to, to Apple's event. I know they tune into the Google I/O conference because you can see it in the chat room. So, Galaxy S20, complete overkill, or is it today's innovation? That's our next topic, and you know, truthfully th- this is going to be an interesting one. All right, folks, let's go ahead and get in on the second segment. And, you know, personally, this is going to be an interesting segment. It's going to be a little bit longer. This is about the, obviously, the Galaxy S20s. It was just released a few days ago. And this is the phone that will change photography, which I sincerely doubt. Now, I'm not a Samsung hater. Do not get me wrong. I love Samsung, and I really think that they've really done a lot with, uh, their phones is, you know, you've got the Note, uh, you've got the S, uh, the Galaxy S lineup, so it's not really too surprising when we heard that, you know, there are going to be big changes coming to the Galaxy line, and obviously now this is the S20 series, so I guess we're going to start from 20 and go onward, so, uh, the S20, S20+, Plus, and the S20 Ultra 5G with revolutionary, 8K video. Now, first off, let's, let's pause right there. 8K video, to me, stupid, completely insane. Holy crap! Why in God's name would you think about this? Now, I, I say this is stupid and insane because show of hands, or show of likes, or show of whatever. How many people do we know of right now that have an 8K compatible television? Let alone. Uh, I mean, obviously we have internet speeds that are capable enough, but really, who can afford it? I don't know. I, I, I honestly, I've taken a poll at work and with some friends who don't even know what 8K is. Heck, they barely know what 4K is. So it, it's not really surprising. Now it, it's good. Samsung's really pushing the boundaries, but really unless 8k tvs are just going to suddenly drop down a price which i sincerely doubt is going to happen anytime soon folks this is just complete overkill um 8k video not a good idea i think it's far too early now one thing i will give them credit is they are going to be in that 5g lineup i think it's uh samsung has i want to say two phones which is the note 10 plus 5g which just came out in december not really surprising and now this phone and then you have the uh, oneplus mclaren and i believe that's going to be it but you know this is the year of 5g so i'm not really too surprised to see that this is really happening you know 5g is really going to be this new thing Because let's just face it, I mean, we're in the digital age of 5G, and and this is really going to sit back and change the way that people uh, use their phones and the way that things are going to be connected. So it's one of those things where it's exciting. It's exciting It's scary. It's it's exciting because then smart cities have this ambition to make – you know, uh, to make our lives easier. And what do I mean by that? It's pretty easy. So the fact of the matter is smart cities can have smart traffic lights, which are able to communicate with each other via, via sorry, via a algorithm. So they can talk back and forth and one light can say, hey, I'm taking on more traffic and the other lights can kind of coincide. Now, granted, not a lot of cities are going to want to adapt to this. Why? I mean, obviously, this comes down to a financial cost. But then you have autonomous cars. Uh, Goodness, this is new tech, and I think we're just in this age of that to where it's making driving a little bit safer. You know, Uh, you got the Nissan Altima. You got the Nissan Leaf. You've got the Kia Solo. You got a bunch of these cars that have this technology that just kind of embedded into the car, and oh my god, do they do a heck of a job with uh stop and go? Uh, it, it's funny because I test drove the Nissan Leaf, uh, actually, this time last year, I tested the Nissan, test drove the Nissan Leaf, excuse me. And um, as we turned out of the parking lot, the guy was like, you know, he says, you know, uh, take your hand off the wheel and I uh, take. Uh, take a foot off the gas, and I'm like, oh, okay. So, this car literally as took like a hand off the wheel, it just drove itself, and it was so freaky because you're not used to this. this. is something new to get used to. But, my point is, you know, it's that we're still way ahead of ourselves, and it's good that we're at least getting the capabilities to do it. But, unless the government really starts funding out money saying, hey, look, this is what we need, I, I really think Nashville is a place that really needs a smart light system, bless our hearts. Um, it, it's one of those things where I think some of this is kind of getting ahead of itself and it's good, it's good and bad, you know, obviously, like I said, smart cities are coming, they're really becoming these things, but at the same time, we got to really wonder ourselves, you know, are we really too early? Is this is, is this adaptive technology going to be too, too new, too fast? That's that's something really we gotta ask ourselves. But back on to the Samsung uh, S25G, you got the 6.2 inch, 6.7, and 6.9 inch. Um, obviously, you pay more. You get the uh, 108 megapixel uh, 6.9 inch, which is literally dang near the size of the Nexus tablet that I used to own way back uh, about six years ago. Uh, obviously 64 on the lower and medium end. And here's the other thing that really kills me about these tech companies is their choice of colors just kills me. Why in the world is there only pink available on a 6.2 inch, not on the 6.7 or 6.9 inch? That's just sad. Uh, 4,000 milliamp hour battery on the lower end, 45 and then 5,000. So you go about 5,000 milliamp hours up as you spend the more, uh, money and, 30 times zoom on both phones and of course on the 6.9 inch a hundred times zoom again i just think that is complete overkill um again this is really going to sit back and change what happens with phone and mobile technology it's going to be nice i know people are already you know going uh i know people are already comparing the uh, iphone to the uh what is it, the iPhone to the S twenty five G? You know the camera and all this, and you know don't get me wrong. I, again, I'm a big supporter of it, but again, I just I just think it's a little too much, honestly. Uh, There's actually a video that was just posted a few days ago by a private investigator who owns one of these, and I guess it's just gonna make this guy's life a lot easier, so. I mean, obviously, again, I honestly think that this is complete overkill. I, I will give Samsung this. The design looks flawless. You know, you got, what, 98% uh, pixel, not pixel, 98% um, screen-to-body ratio. You got virtually no bezels. You got the front-facing camera, which I would assume is going to act as your, uh is gonna act as your uh, screen unlock, which truthfully, I, I don't trust Samsungs when we come down to this whole thing. Um, obviously, you know you got fast charger, super fast charger, and um, you know you got the wireless power share, which again, something I know Apple and I know uh, uh, Google are really gonna pick up on that power share, which I'm a fan of. Because it's kinda of cool to sit there and be in a group of people and you have of <laughs> that one friend, Everyone it's it's dying and everyone just lays their phones out and says, Hey, charge your phone. So that's kinda of cool. Seven amino processor up to sixteen gigs of RAM, which is really nice if you ask me. Obviously it's expandable with a one terabyte uh, micro SD uh, micro SD card up to five hundred and twelve gigs internally. Of course, again, I think that is complete overkill. When you uh when you get down to it. Where do they get I, I gotta really ask myself where do they get some of these people? Some of these actors, as I'm looking at Samsung's website right now, I mean some of these actors are just playing horrible. I mean, you got the little grandma trying to hold the guy back and the little kids laughing. It's like, hey, you're grounded. <laughs> you're grounded for like two weeks now, kid. <laughs> so not really too surprising though, 60 hertz and a turning 120 hertz one UI which I did have the note uh the note 9 and I will say this the one UI is just completely just breathtaking it looks great it feels great it just feels like a phone but that again that's something else that I've had a bone to pick with OEMs and with uh OEMs and and Android they take too long to release these updates. You know, it literally falls from uh Google to Samsung to sprint then your phone versus an iPhone, it's Apple your phone, and that's it. Now, granted, that's where Apple really has its foot in the doors. You know, when something goes wrong, we don't have to wait. I mean, we're iPhones and iPads and iMacs, I mean we get updates faster. So that's why another one of the reasons why I went back, not only to mention the camera compared to the S10 or excuse me to the Note 9 is just superb um my best friend has an lg thank you eight i believe or five i'm not sure but she has an lg thank you and we compared our phones side by side and not only you know was it uh not shocking to see that i mean the cameras on lg phones really aren't that good um you can also set back and you can tell the uh, blur is just better. The software on the iPhones just looks like it runs better. Uh, and obviously, you know, it's it's really neat to sit back and say, you know, now you got dark mode and that's on Samsung. I believe it's on LG. I know it's on Google. Google was kind of like, you know, hey, let's make it a big thing and let's make night photography, which is great. But now they've really overdone it. That, of course, is not really too surprising, but the fact is that if if any person can take a photograph of the Milky Way with their phone, I sincerely doubt it. You have to, I can tell you now that it's just not happening. Your, your shutter speed has to be at least 30 seconds. Your ISO has to be way up and you're looking at an f-stop of at least your f-stop numbers on on these phones is very small when you did get, get to f1.8 so theoretically you could possibly get it but you don't have a long enough timer now i'm pretty sure there are third-party applications out there that are going to set back and going to support this and they may sit back and they may say hey you know uh we can use the timer for this and this and that's great but the noise, the the pixelation is just going to destroy the phone. All right, we will be right back with more right after this. All right, so we're getting down to the nitty gritty right now. Nitty gritty, excuse me. And we're gonna so we're gonna talk about five G for a minute because I know this has so many people confused, and I am really gonna put this on my personal Facebook page. You know, really kind of educate some folks. Now there have been posts. Going around talking about how 5G is going to cause cancer and it's going to cause health risk, yada yada yada, and, and the simple fact is just not true, not true at all. And the the truth of the matter, well, kind of goes to this: when you sit down and when you put 5G to work, it's amazing. Now. A lot of companies have caught a lot of flag for 5G, but here's where I will come into defense. Now, 5 ge with AT&T, who ironically is my carrier now, is fast. Granted, it's still LTE, but just with a shinier name. But when you really deploy something like that, you're really giving people what they want. That's better coverage. It's penetrating through these buildings, and it's really doing a heck of a job. It's really working for itself. So... It's really doing what um it's really doing what people want it to do. But the here's the problem that I have is so many people are like, oh it's not true if I just okay, so what? Okay. So w- what we're gonna do is we're gonna break down 5G, you know cancer risk, the whole nine yards. And here's why here's why I'm sitting there explaining this. Again, I, I want people to sit back and understand what all this means. So, last year, not too surprising, I think it was um, December 3rd, T-Mobile lit up their nationwide low-band 5G, 600, 600 megahertz signal. Now, theoretically, I live in a 5G area underneath T-Mobile. Now, I'm not able to get it because, obviously, again, I have AT&T. I switched I was pretty upset with T-Mobile. I'm not going to go into details, but I was pretty um, uh, I was pretty upset with T-Mobile. But another story for another day. But people were like, you know, it's not true 5G. It's not true 5G. I'm actually happy that they they announced it and they released it. Here's why. So, folks, when you live like I do, I live next to the woods, so there's all kinds of interference that comes with mobile technology. And the simple fact is some of these signals are just not strong enough to really uh, puncture. Puncture through leaves, trees, heck, walls. You'll notice, you know, as you go into one part of your house or the other, as you get closer to windows, you're probably going to get a better signal because that line of sight that's drawn from the cell tower to your phone works better versus going and say the bathroom where there may not be a window so now you're enclosed by nothing but walls and and here's the thing it's good 600 megahertz is strong and it goes for miles now when you get down to true 5g um, millimeter wave which is what people really want uh it that only goes for maybe a block it's not very much really not it's fast but the problem is you have thousands upon thousands upon thousands of these cell sites that have to be deployed so whereas say you go to mobile alabama which is about 45 minutes and and or new orleans louisiana those are probably going to be the areas that i would imagine that as at&t lights up their 5g uh there's going to be the cities with the Higher bands, uh, two point five and five gigahertz networks. Yes, do I think we're going to see that here in South Mississippi? No, absolutely not. I think we'll see a lower band spectrum, and I'm going to appreciate that even more just because the fact it's not going to have the same problems as a higher frequency five G, meaning that. Uh, Too many people are going to get on one cell site, they're going to be bounced to another, which is also going to decrease it. Why? Because your phone, you'll notice that if you're traveling, your phone and your IP address always changes. Why does it always change? Because it's going from one cell tower to another. And so for every couple of miles, you're going to literally sit there and be changing cell towers. So you change, and it's always searching, always searching, and it drains down your battery. Hence, one of the reasons why 3G was such a, screw up as a technology is because it just didn't really work that good 4g WiMAX, hspa plus and then you got lte you got wideband lte you got all these other lte bands that made things work better now granted with at and i have almost no problems with um weather service you know i work uh work at a gas station and i can go in our cooler and i still have full service. For granted, with other carriers like T-Mobile, I did not have service, and I was having 1X, even here at the house. I would come into the middle part of the house where there are no windows and have 1X. AT&T has a higher band, so they were able to get me 4G LTE. So, 5G, of course, what does all this mean? 5G, obviously, fifth generation of cellular networks, not really that surprising, so we're going to see this. Uh, lighten up like Christmas trees over the next couple of years. I don't think so carriers will be fully complete and deployed by 2022. I would imagine it's going to take a little while for them to work on that. So, you know, again, this fire 5th generation and it's really not as confusing as people um, make it out to be. uh You know, you have uh, three different tiers. You have low, mid, and high band. Um, just means that you have good, better, best, obviously. Uh, it, you know, it's not really too surprising. Uh, first 4G phones, I actually believe this, uh, were announced and released in 2010. Um, video calls over LTE also become widespread as of uh, 2013, excuse me. So, not really too surprising that we've seen so much happen, um of course, this year, like I said, people are going to sit back and be seeing five g come up on their phone and they're gonna be seeing these different things um happening now if you, of course if you're like some people and you get confused pretty easy um you get confused pretty easy I had a couple people looking at, oh I have five g on my phone, but a buddy of mine. Told, tells me this, and he says, yeah, I got the, I think he's got the S7 or something, and I said, oh, I got 5G on my phone, I was like, uh, you don't have 5G, man, He said, or 5G, and he said, no, it's 5G, it says it, he said, I said, yeah, Do you don't have 5G, said, it's not true 5G, it's just, again, um, <laughs> it's just, uh, LTE, just with a fancier, shinier name, so, uh, 1G was an analog cellular 2G technologies such as CDMA, and GSM, and TDMA were the first generation of digital cellular technologies. 3G tech such as EVDO and HSPA and UMTS brought speeds from 200 kilobits to a few megabits per second. 4G technologies such as WiMAX and LTE were an a incredible leap forward. Uh, I know I'm scaling hundreds of megabytes and even gigabyte speeds. Translation, gigabyte speeds is fast. You will see some people say, oh, I have a terabyte of storage. Well, some companies like Facebook have 100 petabytes of storage. And I believe that there's one uh, even higher than petabytes. I'm not sure. So, again, this is just something that really just everyone needs to be um excited about. Obviously, you know, people like I said, when you get good and you get bad, obviously, you know, people are freaked out, you know. Now it's funny because when you get people that make these assumptions, oh well, 5G is gonna give us cancer and all this, actually no. Believe it or not, <sighs> The higher the bandwidth, actually, the lower the amount of radiation that's given off, which is actually kind of funny because most people really don't know that. Um, doesn't mean lower bands more dangerous because it's not because truthfully, if 5G was going to be the thing that gave us cancer, I'd be questioning whether or not 1G, 2G, 3G, or 4G get has given us cancer. I'm pretty sure we would have had some sort of supported evidence by this point in time, and that's just not the case. Again, you know this. There are no associated health risks with five G. I just don't get why people get themselves hyped up, and uh, they're trying to sit back and say, "Oh well, property property taxes are going to be devalued. Homes are going to be devalued." Da 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 da. Whatever. Not happening. Just not. Uh, someone, of course, saying the higher, higher the frequency, uh, the more dangerous. Which It can be true but here's the thing again it emits lower radiation unless you live like on top of a cell tower you may have a problem but if you live miles and miles away or if you only live far if you live far enough away from this it's really not going to um it's really not going to be affecting you so here's the thing if we should have been worried about cancer and all this we should have been worried about this a long time ago with the fact of police, the fire department, the EMS department, the dispatchers, all these have radios that run off a frequency that obviously emits radiation. Duh. We go through radiation when we go through uh, TSA, an x-ray, a CAT scan. Ironically, you don't go through radiation with an MRI because an MRI runs off of radio frequencies. So you don't have that much coming off. So It's one of those things where, again, 5G is not going to cause cancer. There's zero sufficient evidence to back this up. Again, I just can't understand why people decide to think like this. Um, Again, not something people need to worry about. So I'm going to give myself one minute to take a breather. We'll be right back after this. Oh, goodness. All hey, right. after talking about fire, I do want to get on to a more, a bit more of a personal subject. Um, as we all know, a couple of days ago, a massive hurricane hit Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, not downtown, as I was told. Uh, it actually hit Germantown, which is literally a hair north. And it's really, to me, hit home because, folks, I- I've lived in Nashville. I love Nashville. I think Nashville is such an amazing place. But the f- simple fact is, I mean, this this could happen anywhere to anyone. Uh, the National Weather Service did confirm it was a long track tornado that was on the ground. Uh, it was a confirmed EF three, um, and that's what most of our, most of us who know meteorology um, were speculating. You know, at least an EF three to an EF four, which thankfully it was not an EF four. Uh, However, there was an EF-4, wow, in Cookville uh, at 175 miles per hour. It went for as long as 8.21 miles, 500 yards, crossed. Then you got the um, EF-3, 165 miles per hour. And this thing was a long track tornado, meaning that it went very far further than what most Tornadoes, traditionally most tornadoes really aren't on the ground for a mere, maybe 10 minutes. Uh, This thing was on the ground for quite some time, traveled 60.13 miles. It started literally just right outside of River Road Pike near Robinson Island and just completely went through. Now, I did see a very alarming uh, video I was sent on TikTok the other day. It was a crane operator who was actually in the crane. If you had a, pretty much any video of downtown Nashville during the the tornadoes, there was actually a crane that was being literally like it was being kind of spun around. Obviously, the winds are going to make it move. Folks, I'm telling you, this was probably one of the scariest things I have ever seen in my life. Um, the, I'm assuming the crane operator is okay because he was downtown, but still... Probably really freaked out. Obviously, um, so my thoughts and my prayers go with everyone in Nashville. You know, for the Mississippi Gulf Coast, from Denver, from everyone. We love you guys, and we really are praying for a very, very fast and speedy recovery from this, folks. The pictures and the videos are just, just insane. Some of these places I can remember. Some of them I cannot remember, just because of the fact it's just. <laughs> One of those things that, after Katrina, I mean, I would know where to go. And after Katrina, it was just like, where are we? We're like in the land of Oz, in a way. Um, you know, again, if you want to donate, the Red Cross does definitely have some uh, links set up. I'm actually getting those links right now. WKRN who is the ABC affiliate let me actually uh, look at their Twitter page right quick but you can't make donations via the Red Cross um, I don't know so this is shocking uh, this was just reported uh, 51 minutes ago via WKRN on Twitter a student at Vanderbilt University has tested positive for the coronavirus while away at home out of state. That cannot be good news. Thankfully that is not in that is not in um any way, shape, or form affected the Vanderbilt University. Um Assurian and local Ubreak. I fixed reporting with the Red Cross to dispatch power equipment or equipped charging van at Red Cross Shelter South Region to help those affected. Uh, once I get a Twitter page, man, for all this, I will send that over. But you can go charge up your phone and you can get some free water. They've had a bunch of different things going on. Um, let's see. I'm trying, I'm trying to think, let's see. Oh, goodness. <laughs> This is just crazy to say the least, and it's not something you ever think would ever happen. But you can definitely make, um, you can definitely make a $10 donation through the Red Cross uh, towards Middle Tennessee and to, um, and to Nashville, sorry, (laughs) um, There was actually one other story that I actually seen uh, from the from the uh, thing from the news was actually a couple did not survive an old couple they'd married, been married for thirty or forty odd years, and um, they were actually they did not survive the uh, tornado. And get this, folks, they actually were found. Together, yeah. Think about that. Think about that. If you're with someone for 30, 40 odd years, and guess what? You can sit back and you can uh, you can die with someone in your arms that you really love, which is amazing. Jesus, have mercy. Uh, you can make donations to Tornado Relief. Efforts EffortsRedCross.org backslash CMT. That is one of them. Uh, so far, they have raised. Well over four hundred seventeen thousand two hundred dollars two hundred and one dollars excuse me for the tornado relief in Tennessee again. Uh volunteers have really showed up. They are really going to um they're really gonna be um helping. I think they said that the um they got so many volunteers they're actually making a schedule because they have so many volunteers. Uh, coming out, um, helping, you know, between the Red Cross and all. Let's see. But, yeah, just just mind-blowing. Just absolutely mind-blowing. So, again, if you are a Nashville, definitely, um, definitely we're thinking about you here. Again, if you want to make a uh, donation, you can text the Red Cross, you can text Red Cross to 90999. So if you want to make a donation, you can text Red Cross to 9099 or call 833-585-0179. Excuse me, I can laugh at myself. <laughs> anyway, so I think that's going to wrap it up for episode one of me just blubbering and going through different things. want I thank everyone so much for tuning in. Uh, if you like this, if you have suggestions on future shows, it's definitely going to be something where we're going to be doing this more frequently, hopefully on a bi-weekly thing as time goes on. Hopefully, hopefully y'all enjoy this enough to keep on listening. So shoot me any messages, any support. We're going to be getting a Twitter page, Facebook page and all that all lined up here pretty soon and uh, hey if you know anything about making logos shoot me a message and uh let's see if we can not get something worked out we need a new logo because obviously this one just isn't gonna work that's gonna do it for now guys i will see you guys later and y'all have a great night please be safe and most of all please love each other